The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate podcast, college football podcast, getting you ready for the 2024 NFL draft. All right, we are ready to get into this college football season. We are going to start with the position previews, each one getting you ready for who you need to be paying attention to in this college football season. We've done this through, this is the third year that we've done this now. Um, we've been doing really good as far as like, Starting with a list and then carrying it all the way through the NFL draft. So before we get into this college football season, um, we're going to get some names out there so that you can pay attention on Saturdays. Maybe you're not a huge college football fan, but I need to at least give you some names that you can jot down and keep track of throughout the college football season. I will be doing this podcast every week throughout the college football season, kind of updating and letting everyone know exactly, you know, what's what and who's who coming into the 2024 draft. Um, Look, we, like I said, have done really well coming into each one of these seasons. So I'm excited to get started with yet another draft season. It's already begun, folks. I know you're like, wow, draft season doesn't really start until February, right? Or March, like that's kind of when, nope, starts right now. And this is where we get started, so. Before we get any of that, though, let's tailgate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 2024 draft season third year doing the tailgate. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you to anyone out there who listens. Um, I'm just trying, you know, this is an open dialogue, an open notebook, basically, for each one of the players that you need to pay attention to going into this upcoming season. Cannot wait to get started. Today, we are going to do the quarterback class for the 2024 season. Um, I've got like 15 to 20 names written down right now. I really love this quarterback class a lot. We're only going to go through uh, probably 10 today just to kind of give you, you know, hopefully some of these names, I'll, I'll go through some of the names that are at the bottom of the list, but we won't really get into depth about them. But I am excited for this entire list of people. So, I mean, honestly, we have one of the best quarterback prospects we've had in, I don't know, four or five years, probably since Trevor Lawrence, I would say, maybe that's three years. Um, but this is probably the best one since him. I would say even better, but you know, this is this is how exciting this class would be. So without further ado, let's get into this. The 2024 rookie quarterbacks will start out with the guy that's at the top. He won the Heisman Trophy in 2023. He's already going to go into this season defending that Heisman Trophy, and that is Caleb 
Williams from USC. Started his quarterback career at Oklahoma, coming in in relief of Spencer Rattler after that year started to go awry and immediately hasn't looked back. So this will be his third season. Last year, he had 14 games. He had 500 attempts throwing the ball for 4,500 yards. He was 42 touchdowns to five interceptions. It was quite a remarkable year. He also had 10 touchdowns on the ground. So if you do the quick math, that is 52 total touchdowns with five interceptions. Look, people are calling him Mahomes-like. Each time you see a clip of him, it very it gives off everything that you like about Patrick Mahomes. Um, I cannot disagree with literally any – like there's no actual comment against this guy could be Patrick Mahomes because he very well could be. Um, and he has shown nothing to dissuade you from that. Working with Lincoln Riley has already given him a very good base. We've seen Lincoln Riley quarterbacks be kind of up and down in the NFL so far. Um, Baker Mayfield's kind of been a miss. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think we're still all, all on the fence. Um, and I will personally give him credit for Jalen Hurts. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the quarterback he is today if he didn't have that year at Oklahoma in twenty nine or 2020. Um, that made him special. So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, as far as Caleb Williams goes, he doesn't really have anything to prove this year, folks. That's the thing. He already won the Heisman last year. He's probably going to go for it again. I don't – the only problem with the Heisman Trophy, I don't know how he gets it again because it's really hard to, you know, 67 six, – yeah, 67% completion percentage – I mean, 4,500 yards, I mean, these are no – these stats are nothing to joke with. I mean, he could have been a little bit better last season. USC's defense is mainly the major problem with that team, or they would be lights out. Um, there's really not a whole lot I would clean up about his game even. He was an above-average quarterback when he played half a season at Oklahoma. He was the best quarterback in football last year. And then going into this season, I don't really see how anyone can say that he's not the best quarterback going into this class I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on him, folks. I know that there's a couple of people out there that are trying to make a case for somebody to be over him. I get it. I think you're kind of just trying to be different, which I, you know, I can appreciate trying to be different. But look, going into the 2023 college football season, we're going to start with Caleb Williams on top. We're not going to play the the contrarian play. Um, so. We're going to start out with Caleb Williams on top. Number one, he is Patrick Mahomes. He's not as tall as Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is 6'3 or 6'4, and Caleb Williams is 6'1. So if you want to ding him for anything, maybe it's his height. I personally don't care as long as you can throw the ball and get it to, you know, Drew Brees was short. Baker Mayfield's short, doesn't it? You know, that's kind of the two sides of the coin. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. Baker Mayfield, the opposite of that. So, the short thing is not necessarily something that's going to completely, like, especially because of how mobile and how like he can create on the fly that Caleb Williams can do. It's very impressive. He's got a, a stacked cast around him. There's really no reason for him not to be, um, you know, amazing this season. So I cannot wait to see him in action and get to see Caleb Williams thrive this year. Hopefully a playoff run. That would be nice to put under his, uh, put onto his resume of college football because kind of been a disappointing college career so far, not, because of what he's done, but because of things that have happened around him. Okay, let's move on to number two quarterback in this class, and that is Mr. Drake May from the University of North Carolina. 
Um, last year, or, you know, first year he didn't play. Freshman year, not a lot of people do. He redshirted. Um, sophomore season, well, redshirt freshman season, quote unquote, uh, was last season. He had a sixty-six percent completion percentage, four hundred or four thousand three hundred uh, yards passing, thirty-eight touchdowns through the air, seven interceptions, and seven touchdowns on the ground. He was quite mobile, seven hundred yards rushing as well. Um, look, Drake May is kind of the one A, you know, the one B to Caleb Williams one A. I do think there's some things I don't love about Drake May's game yet, but. At the same time, what he was working with last season, he made a lot of things happen for that football team. And now this is another team where the defense has got awful, so you can't really um, quantify how good the quarterback is. But here's the thing. Texas Tech, when Patrick Mahomes was there, also had a god-awful defense. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time at this point. And so I don't really care if he's got to be out there throwing – 4,300 yards because his defense is terrible. Not his fault. He can only play the game that is presented in front of him. Um, I've really liked a lot of his throws, to be honest, in uh, college football so far. Um, he's also 6'5", 220, which, I mean, that is that size is perfect. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk about Drake May taking over Caleb Williams' number one spot the, before the NFL draft. Um, I can definitely see why somebody would think, a six-five guy that can throw basically the same as Caleb Williams. Why are you know rushing wise even better than Caleb Williams? Why are we not you know already boosting him up the board? Um, I think it's a it's a it's a problem with making the team better. North Carolina was not a great football team last year. USC was great uh, despite having a bad defense. North Carolina was not necessarily a great team. Um, despite having a fantastic quarterback. So, I mean, North Carolina versus USC, we're talking the talent is much different. The level is much different. Um, I also kind of slightly surprised Drake May didn't decide to, you know, take the NIL deal somewhere and go get a massive bag, but I can appreciate it as well. He will definitely be contending for the Heisman Trophy this year, and I definitely think he can make a run for it. He's going to need a few more touchdowns, to really, you know, slam at home. But I don't know. We'll see. He doesn't really – I mean, his number one receiver is – he's kind of in the same boat as Caleb Williams this year. Like, Caleb Williams lost Jordan Addison to the NFL draft, so he's going to need a new number one. Now, he's got plenty of people on that team that could be the number one wide receiver. Uh, Mario Williams, Makai Lemon coming in. So, I guess we'll see exactly how that goes. But uh, he's kind of in the same boat as North Carolina's Drake May who, by the way, 6'5", 220, I mean, there's a lot to like there, a lot, a lot to like. And especially he's not extremely turnover prone either. So I really can't wait to see how Drake May handles this season. And, I mean, that's as good of one, too. I mean, we're, we're looking at the draft. Those are going to be the top two names thrown in. Um, probably the top two picks in the draft, especially, I mean, if the team needs a quarterback. Can't wait to get to draft season and see, like, who has the number one pick. Because if it's Arizona, I mean, Jesus, what do they do? They could keep Kyler Murray, who they already have on their massive contract, or trade Kyler Murray and take, you know, one of these guys, which would be insane to watch. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. On to number three on my list, who is Michigan's J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy has had an interesting career so far, in my, in my opinion. Um 
He played in 11 games as a freshman at Michigan. Wasn't super good. I mean, wasn't something that blew us off the page. Let's put it that way. It left a lot to be desired. Um, And I think that there's definitely some things that he could have cleaned up, which when he took back over in uh, 2022, he was pretty good. I mean, 2,700 uh, yards passing, 64% completions percentage, 22 touchdowns through the air, five on the ground, um, and also five rushing touchdowns as well. It was a heavy rushing team between Donovan Edwards and Blake Carum. So that kind of took away from the touchdown potential there because they got a lot more opportunities through that. But honestly, I, I kind of really liked Michigan's passing game last season, and he made a couple of throws where it was just like, holy cow. Um, now, how he didn't win the, the job right out the gate, that's kind of confusing because I'm pretty sure they – yeah, they still went with Cade McNamara uh, for the first couple games, which they did do spectacularly well. And J.J. McCarthy was in those games as well um, at the end because they were blowouts. But there's just something about J.J. McCarthy's ability to throw the deep ball that really, I think, leaves people with something that they they want to see more from him. Um, And I can't disagree with that at all. He's 6'3", 197 pounds. I I do think that could potentially come into play as well. 6'3", is awesome. 197 pounds, you know, probably needs to gain a little bit of weight to be up here with the big boys, but I still think we're talking about a first-round quarterback here. Um, Maybe he's the guy that drops to, like, the 7 or 8 range. That's kind of not what, you know, we would think. But Or, you know, he could be this year's Anthony Richardson, where he just comes out of nowhere to take up a top-four draft spot, which we didn't expect at all going into the season. But that's kind of what ended up shaking out um, by the time it was all said and done. So I'm pretty excited for J.J. McCarthy. Michigan's got a lot going on this year. They, I've picked them to go undefeated in the Big Ten. I do think they beat Ohio State again because of their quarterback situation, who's unproven. But this Michigan team, the the this is going to be the year that a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy can prove himself and be, you know, one of the guys at the end of the season. Um, all right, on to number four. I guess I need to get through these kind of quicker. Um, I'll try my best. Number four on the list is Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Now, I'm going to have to preface all of this with he has played six or five seasons of college football. This will be his sixth year of college football. His freshman year was in 2018 at Indiana where he was a redshirt freshman. Or, well, he was, yeah, redshirt freshman. Um, And then he had his COVID year tacked on as well, which is utilizing this year. Um, The first – Four seasons weren't – I wouldn't call them bangers, you know, if you're talking about an album of music. Would not consider any of the first four tracks bangers, but the fifth year was a slap. So last season for the Washington State, which he transferred to Washington State for last season, so you can definitely see why he did change things up. But we're talking 4,600 yards, 65% completion percentage, 31 touchdowns through the air, eight interceptions, and also four touchdowns on the ground. Would not call him a huge uh, rushing problem, but his air yards are more than enough to make you pretty excited about what's going on. So on one hand, 
I, I think he's in for a big season. We could see him potentially push for 5,000 yards. Like that is legitimately within the realm of possibility here, which is kind of just crazy to think about. But it's possible. Definitely could, like I said, within the realm of possibility uh, for Washington this season. I said Washington State. It's definitely Washington. It's the Huskies. Um, they are going to be a very good football team this year. The Pac-12 as a whole is going to have so many good quarterbacks and so many good offenses this season, um, with some good defenses too. I'm not you know not shouting out, you know, not leaving out the Utahs of the world. Um, but I just cannot wait to see this this whole conference because it's going to be a you know after you're done watching college football the other day, then you get the Pac-12 slate at night, and it's going to be a banger after banger. Game after game is going to be good because it's going to be good quarterbacks going against each other. And so we're going to get some like NFL matchups right away, right in college football. So that's always very exciting to see. But look, sky's the limit for him. The problem is this is his sixth year of college football. That That is a huge problem. 6'3", um, 218 pounds, good size, like everything about him. The problem being he's – when he comes in the NFL, he's going to be a Hendon Hooker type guy with the age, which could push him out of the first round. It's really going to depend on if he gets injured. I mean, I think Hendon Hooker could have last year given uh, at least a chance to get into the first round if he didn't miss the end of the season with the ACL injury at his age. If Michael Pennis Jr. stays healthy the entire year, maybe he hops into the first round. I don't think it's impossible, but it's definitely – Kind of an uphill battle, I guess, to get into the first round. But I definitely think that's the level that we're on right now. All right, next player on this list from the University of Texas, Quinn Evers. Um, look, the elephant in the room with Quinn Evers is he was pretty good last season, left something to be desired, I would say. Um, 2,100 yards through the air, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions, he missed like four games with um, an injury that he sustained against Alabama. Argument could be made they win that game against Alabama if he still remains the quarterback of it. Um, but I don't know. Th- this guy is kind of weird because he technically, I don't, technically he loses a job in the middle of the year, and that's kind of tough look for him. So, I don't know. Maybe we don't count him, but at the same time, I don't know. Um, he, he is an interesting subject for sure. Um, spent his first year of his career at Ohio State, didn't play. Spent last season at Texas, got hurt, but, you know, it was okay. He was definitely not bad. They were like 5-7, and seven, which was very disappointing because they had B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson in the backfield. And they weren't good. And they have Xavier Worthy, who we'll get to when we do wide receivers, but should not have been that bad. But, yeah, here we are. Arch Manning uh, signs to Texas as a freshman this season. When do the calls come for Arch Manning if they happen to lose a game within the first couple? How You know, what, what, does, what does that look like for him? So I do preface his entire thing by saying – he might not even be the start of the whole season. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what to make of that. Anyway, moving on. Oregon's quarterback is Bo Nix. Um, Bo Nix feels like he's been around a whole hell of a lot longer than he actually has. 
I feel like Bo Nix has had the Michael Penix Jr. career, but this is only his fifth year. It's really not that bad. It's not that crazy. I mean, he's definitely better than – or definitely had a bigger career than a lot of people think because when he started at Auburn, it was a really up-and-down experience. When he was at Oregon last year, it was very, very good. Um, 3,500 yards through the air, 71% completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, um, 14 touchdowns on the ground, which was awesome. And then he actually received a touchdown as well. Bo Nix, quite the jack of all trades, this Bo Nix. Um, he's also 6'3", 214 pounds. So he's got the prototypical size. He can handle it. He's a very good rushing quarterback, even though you wouldn't expect it. I mean, the yardage maybe not, but he's one of those guys that if you're on the four-yard line, he's getting the ball in the end zone by himself somehow. Either he's jumping over the line, he's going through the line, or you know he's following a block into the end zone. I look, I don't have any notes for Bo Nix. He's going to be great. I hope he goes to the Senior Bowl because I think Bo Nix at the Senior Bowl would be magic, and I hope that's kind of the kind of guy we can have. Like if, if the Senior Bowl is able to get Penix – and uh, Bo Nix there at the same time, that's going to be electric. And I can't wait to see uh, what Jim Nagy puts together down in Mobile. But, look, we're all expe- I'm expecting Oregon to win the Pac-12 this year. I know USC is, you know, with Caleb Williams and all them. I think Oregon's a better football team. I'm really hoping that the Dan Landing experience can finally prove something out here because, you know, when he came from Georgia, I think Oregon was expecting to win right away. Hey, I'm an Oklahoma fan. I get it. A defensive coach comes in from a big-time defensive program, and you expect to win right away. Look, same experience at Oklahoma, Oregon. I get it. Um, But Oregon should have a good football team this year, and I can't wait to see what Bo Nix can do because I definitely think, you know, he can make a move and be amazing. Um, Anywho, on to our next quarterback, and that is Jordan Travis from Florida State. Um, he did start his career at Louisville. I'm going to go ahead and bet Louisville regrets letting him get out of there, but whatever, they did. Transferred to Florida State. He has played at Florida State. This will be his fifth year at Florida State. He is also a six-year uh, player, Jordan Travis. Last year, 3,200 3, yards passing, 64% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions. And seven on the ground. Not like I said, you know, like I said earlier, like with Bo Nix, not a huge rushing threat, but it is available. He is um, 6'1, 200 pounds, kind of undersized as well. But you know what's helpful for them? They have a 6'5 receiver on their team named Johnny Wilson, and he's going to be targeting him heavy and often. I actually saw Jordan Travis play last season when I went to watch the Louisville Florida State game in Louisville. And I'll tell you from personal experience, Florida State looked good. I thought Louisville could have won that game, but Florida State looked really good, and I was really impressed with Jordan Travis. Um, that entire team is just really good too, and they, are, you know, we've got more players coming up for them. Let's just put it that way. They have Jared Verse coming back, who could have been a first-round defensive end this year. Um, like I said earlier, Johnny Wilson's coming back. They got Trey Benson. I mean, this is this is a good team, and Florida State, I think, could definitely be one of the teams. Uh, that's left over at the end of the season playing for the uh, playoffs. But to Jordan Travis, again, we're going with a sixth-year player here. Jim Nagy probably already on the phone with Jordan Travis. This quarterback senior bowl class could be incredible, and I hope it is because I'm going to be down there, and I hope you know they get as many good players as possible. 
All right, I'll go one more, two more that I'll talk in depth, and then we'll kind of go through the end of the list. All right. Um, basically, all these guys, the big knock on them all at this point is they are playing for their fifth or sixth year in college football, which isn't great. Don't don't love that. But, you know, I'm but a man who's just trying to – like, okay, before I even move on, the thing about this is is that a lot of players – these are the guys that really got caught up in COVID, the COVID year anyway, where some of the games were canceled. Some people only played a conference schedule. Some people didn't play their entire season. Um, like there was a lot going on. So a lot of these guys weren't necessarily going to be NFL caliber, but by just the sheer needing, you know, needing an extra year to get going, maybe just waiting out a starter who was ahead of them. Some of these guys probably would have never gotten an opportunity to actually show what they could do, but just because of the sheer getting an extra year in a program and getting to transfer and like all these rules changing for all of them, it's really helped out a lot of these guys and it's really developed good talent. And I'm really thinking some of these, like one of these six year guys, quote unquote, is going to end up being really good for a team because even the young guys that come into the NFL, not many of them succeed right away. A lot of them, like there's a burnout factor. They haven't played enough football really. I mean, I'm thinking of Trey Lance dead on here, but even like Trevor Lawrence got to need a, you know, a year to get going. I think this, this is helpful for these guys to develop another year in college. So then when they get to the NFL, they've seen more, they've done more, and they will have a little bit better understanding, at least of the sport, maybe not necessarily the level, but you know, they'll get a chance to actually show what they can do. Um, so I don't, I, I don't think this fifth and sixth year stuff is necessarily a death sentence for quarterbacks this season. But it's definitely something to monitor because a lot usually in the past this has been a like really bad thing. But Baker Mayfield was in college football for like six years and he or five years and he still went number one overall. I mean, did it work out? One could argue no, but you know whatever the case may be, he uh, has you know there's a chance for one of these guys to actually pop. All right, on with the list. Joe Milton from Tennessee takes over for Hendon Hooker. The man can throw 90 yards in the air. I don't really know much more I need to say than that. He's 6'5", 244 pounds. The guy's built like a tank, and he's got a Hauser, Hauser or Howitzer? I think it's a Howitzer arm, a cannon attached to his body and can throw the longest bomb you've ever seen. Um, so I'm not going to bore you with the stats. He's only had one season over 1,000 yards out of the five. He has not really gotten the opportunity to really show what he can do, not necessarily because of his own doing, because he's really been sitting behind people and maybe just not shown out enough. But he ended last season after Hendon Hooker went down on 10 interceptions, or 10 interceptions, that would be terrible, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, and like I said, not much of a running threat, but he's got an arm. I think this could be our Anthony Richardson, folks. He cannot run, so I don't want to make it seem like that. What I'm meaning by that is, like, this is a large clay mold that a quarterback coach in the NFL could take and use to build a great quarterback. Like, I'm honestly looking at Washington. Um, I really hope um, – damn, the guy's name who went there from Kansas City. Oh, Eric Bieniemy could really use a dude like this. And I think you can get him in the second round or potentially even the third round if he doesn't test well for whatever reason. think this is our guy, folks. I think this is our guy that can show 
um, a lot. I mean, honestly, when he's at the combine and he throws 85 yards in the air or 90 if he can actually do it, I mean, how is a coach not going to look at that and be like, I need that on my team. I don't really care what else. I mean, he could throw an arm punt for all that matters. Like, can you imagine being able to throw that long in an actual NFL game? Be insane. So Joe Milton is our next quarterback on the list. Um, I believe that's number eight. Um, All right. And then I'll just do the one more, which is Jaden Daniels from LSU. Spent the first three years of his uh, career at Arizona State. Wasn't terrible at Arizona State, I will say. He was pretty good. I would say Arizona State was Arizona State's worst, own worst enemy there. Um, the Herm Edwards experience was devastating for anybody that was there. I'm talking about, I mean, Jaden Daniels, and I mentioned him earlier. Johnny Wilson was also there before he went to the Florida State. It was a just rough start to a lot of these guys' collegiate career, and just in my opinion goes to show like one coach can just devastate a whole crop of NFL talent because Jaden Daniels should not be looked at like this, where he's the ninth quarterback. He probably should have been in the top five, but I haven't nine starting out because I need to see more. Um, last year at LSU, 2,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, he was also decent on the ground with 11 touchdowns, 800 yards. He's, he's just a really good facilitator of the football um, LSU's in for a big season this year under Brian, Brian Kelly, and I can't wait to see exactly how that manifests. I don't know if they have necessarily enough to be, you know, one of the best. They do have wide receiver Malik Neighbors, who I'm also really excited about. We'll get to him when we get to the wide receiver preview. But this team as a whole should be really good. I definitely think they're a top 10 team. I just don't know if they can get over the mountain that is Georgia. Um, and then, of course, Alabama is going to be super tough as well. But Jaden Daniels should have a fantastic season. I definitely think he could make an argument to be in the Heisman Trophy hunt at the end of the season. Not a bad guy to sprinkle a little bit of juice on so that you can maybe get in on the LSU experience because, you know, he could end up having the best season in college football. And that's from the number nine spot. Okay, I'll read off some of the last couple names here just you know, names that I'm watching, but I'm not necessarily going to read off their stats. Um, we got Riley Leonard from Duke. Really liked what I saw from him last season. K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas. I'd say it's been an up-and-down career. When he had Traylon Burks, he was amazing. Last year, in my opinion, wasn't great, but I do definitely think he could, you know, especially as a rushing quarterback, be really, really good going in. Uh, Cam Ward in Washington State, kind of been a, the big mystery of college football. Um, he hasn't really gotten to show exactly how good he can be, but believe me, that guy can play football. Uh, Sam Hartman went to Notre Dame from Wake Forest. I really thought Sam Hartman was going to come out last season. He didn't. Kind of sucked. But this season he gets to go to Notre Dame, and he definitely could have Notre Dame in a good position because they have a decent schedule and he's a good football player. Uh, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Look, at one point in time I called him the chosen one when he got to Oklahoma. Two years ago, and I started doing this Dynasty Tailgate podcast, he was actually the number one player going into the season. Boy, how that fell about week four. He was done, um, especially when Caleb Williams took over. I was like, nope, never again. Couldn't bet against Lincoln Riley at that point, guys. You can't blame me for that. Um, Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Always, he's had a solid career, needs to show more. Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. Um, I still – don't know what we're getting from Miami. Miami has been the biggest enigma because they can recruit, but they, they can't play. I don't really know what to make of that. And then Devin Leary from Kentucky. 
went there from NC State. He had was in for a big season in North Carolina, North Carolina State last season, but then got injured halfway through. Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. He's too small to play the position, but I don't know. Still could be really good. Um, DJ Ugalele from Oregon State, transferred there from Clemson. We also thought he was going to be the one two years ago, and he was anything but. It was pretty awful, his time at Clemson. And then the last player I will bring up, even though there's more on the list, is Shadur Sanders. Shadur Sanders from Colorado, who is, of course, Deion Sanders' son. Uh, there's accounts on Twitter that are already making him one of the top five quarterbacks in this NFL class. I have <laughs> no idea. He played against, He played at Jackson State last season, had a solid season, but don't really know what we're getting from him yet because I would need to see him against actual NFL talent. I'm not going to make the same mistake that the people made with Trey Lance where he's like, well, what could go wrong? He was really good, right? I don't know. Don't think so, honestly. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Um, and then the other two are just Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Don't think he's an NFL player, but he could be a solid backup. And then Jackson Dart, who I really thought was going to be good at Ole Miss, but hasn't quite gotten the mark. There is word that he might not even be playing the entire season, might get usurped, which is tough, but is what it is. All right. That's really all I got for this week. I'll just name off those top five again. Caleb Williams, number one, pretty easily. Drake May, number two, definitely top five talent. J.J. McCarthy, definitely think he's in the, the first round as well. Michael Penix Jr., look, if you're ageist, you're not going to have him on your board, but if you're just putting a good football player that's developed, he could be good. And then we'll call it Quinn Evers for now, but it's probably Bo Nix. Bo Nix from Oregon, who's had a solid career, big resurgence when he got to Oregon. And cannot wait to see what he does this year. This is going to be a fun quarterback group, everybody. I'm just, I, I know that I kind of made it sound like a lot of these guys are going to go late, and they probably are. But this is like a really deep class. I mean, you're going to get guys that are going to be maybe not starting, but you're going to get guys that are going to be able to contribute at some point if a quarterback goes down. Like, there's just a lot of unknowns. You know, it's kind of like the last two years, we've kind of had this quarterback like, a bottleneck basically where like we don't let a lot of the good ones out because they're just keep going back to use their, you know, COVID year or whatever it may be their one-time transfer, whatever. Um, there's been a lot of that going on. So it's kind of exciting to see that like, this is when the corks popped and like all the quarterbacks come flying out. That's basically what the 2024 NFL draft class looks like because there's literally like 10 guys on this list that I think could contribute in the NFL at some point or some way um, and I think that we're getting to see, I, I don't know. I just feel like in five years, we're going to look back on the 2024 draft class and we're going to be like, wow, that quarterback class was loaded. Like that is a crazy good draft class. Um, and I hope that's what we do, but you know, for now, thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow at ombre vendor on Twitter. Please let me know uh, if you have any takes, any quarterback, maybe I didn't even list here, which I would love to hear that. I would love to, I love adding players to my list because it just helps me like zone in on somebody I wasn't even thinking about like that. That's really cool. Um, again, for anybody who's like, you forgot a freshman quarterback blank. You forgot Kyle McCord from Ohio state. This is literally just players that are going to get drafted in this next class. And as the year goes on and some of these guys are like, I'm not going, I will be dropping them off the list and players that, 
are not even going to get drafted. Players that are going to go so deep that you don't even need to care about them, they'll be losing off the list. But this we got to start somewhere, and this is the list that we're starting off with. So I will be back to talk about running backs, wide receivers. We might even dip into tight ends. I might make that a part of another one. And then we got defensive players as well. This is a very exciting uh, college football season. I cannot wait. The Pac-12 is loaded. Big 12 is imploding, but it's going to, you know, reshaping all at the same time. The SEC is good, but there's a lot of unknowns. And the Big 10 have the two at the top, but can anybody else come in there and maybe ruin, you know, rain on the parade? I don't know. But cannot wait to find out as the year goes on. So please follow me on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in today and have a great rest of your day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.